It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. All right, we're at MJ Benzcon, John Spatafora with Veritas. No, Veritas, yeah, Veritas Fine, Fine Cannabis. Cannabis. All right, so you're based out of Colorado. Yeah, Denver, Colorado. And Fine Cannabis, I'm assuming that's uh, about high-end fine cannabis? We're a premium boutique producer. We're the largest of the small guys or the biggest of the little guys, however you want to consider it. But uh, we're a a premium cannabis flower company in Denver. Okay. Um, How'd you get into the industry? How long have you been Growing, growing cannabis, are you fully uh, integrated? No, no, we're solely solely wholesale flower. Okay. We, uh, we were actually the first wholesale license awarded by the state of Colorado, so we were the first grow that wasn't attached to a store. Really? And we think it's important, we focus on what we're good at. We don't, we're not trying to do things that we're not our, our primary, uh, you know, what we know. Yeah, okay. So a lot of people are looking at solid genetics, right? And everyone claims to have fire. Yep. So how, how challenging has it been to be in a vertically integrated environment and try to penetrate, you know, your your cannabis? But when you're saying you've got the best or your stuff yeah. is good, how do you get into that market? Our process all along has been that we have not focused on having unique strains. We focused on doing the job better than everybody else and having a, a process that in the garden is made to create as many terps as possible. In post production, can preserve those terps as much as possible. And then our marketing and sales efforts are focused on getting weed to the consumer that the terps are right for what they're looking for. So, you know, it's it's been a really great market for us. We've been very successful for, for a minute. We, you know, we're, we've produced about 200 pounds a week, premium flour, and it's uh, and it sells out every week. So we've been very fortunate where we're at. Which, I apologize, I completely forgot the question. I smoke a lot of weed these days, so I completely- No, you answered As we're going, it. I just started talking about us. You answered so it. So I apologize about that. Uh, what, what is your secret sauce? You said uh, it's not really about the genetics, but it's yeah. about just making sure that everything you do is done the right yeah, way. Yeah, so, so our entire process sauce? is designed to maximize the terp content of the flower. Yeah, that's the most important piece of, of why flower makes you feel great, why you enjoy it or don't enjoy it. So in the garden, our process is incredibly hands-on. We hand water, we hand steak, we do everything by hand. Uh, 130 employees across four facilities right now. Um, that generates as much as terpene-rich flour as we can produce, which is, is consistently tests higher than most of the other products in the state. And then post-production, we take a very long time on our cure. We take a lot of time and attention. Uh, we package everything by hand. We trim everything by hand. So there's a lot of people, it takes a village. And the end result is product that is rich, flavorful, and consistent. And so we've found that consumers appreciate that. And the labeling that we've give them moves them towards the strain that'll be most effective for what they're looking for. How so it's a closed loop it's a closed loop process. Now that said we do have a lot of strains. We're working now with new breeders and we have a lot of exciting genetics. We have a genetics program that we've just started internally. So we're starting to chuck pollen and, and start creating some of our own stuff. Um, we are the Colorado cookies producer. So okay. we work with the cookies we're the only ones that work with cookies genetics in Colorado as well. When I was talking about genetics, I didn't yeah, yeah. want to mention yeah, cookies, yeah. but everyone knows that cookies has the genetics. Yep. Uh, nationwide, no one cares about Leafs by Snoop. Willie Nelson left Washington State. Yep. Nobody cares. I think it's because you know Cookies isn't one of these brands that's that's a rapper that happens to put his name. Nobody on Nobody knows Burner really. No, Burner's I mean, a more famous weed guy than he is a rapper. Yes. And from top to bottom, it's about selecting the best strains, selecting the best cultivators, and preserving what we do. So it's the exact same process as what we do with our proprietary genetics, but it's with a brand that other people know. Mm. And you know it's. My, part, my business partner said something really interesting. Today's consumer 
for the most part, has only grown up buying legal weed. They're used to going in a store, asking questions, and having an opinion. I, I don't know about yourself, date myself, I, that's not how I grew up buying weed. I grew up no, buying I weed for a guy who had it. No, I think everyone should have to go and just buy something. They have no idea if it's indica or sativa. You have no idea, and you should be forced to have that one option. Right. Because that's how we grew that's up. That's how we grew up doing it. And so. <laughs> Today's consumer is not grown up that way. They've grown up going into stores and talking to people who are educated and listening to people like yourself and they know what they want. And so I think it's our job as a cultivator to be able to give them what they want, to provide that kind of product and to then, you know, classify it in a way that people can make an educated decision. That's how you get true fans of the brand. How did you position yourself to become the front runner for uh, I'll just say genetics. Sure. Uh, I know that's not your thing. It's just doing the right thing, and that's how you got selected as as Cookies Colorado well, Genetics Selection. It, but how'd for, you get there? For us, I think it comes down to transparency. You know, at the end of the day, if you look at why Cookies gets great genetics, it's because they share the credit with the breeder who created them. They help to share that spotlight, and these breeders are incentivized to work with them. That drives extra attention to the breeder. You know, it's, we take a very similar approach. We don't take credit for things we didn't do. You know, we go through and we're very clear about what we're trying to accomplish and who we're working with to get there. And I think that the consumers appreciate that. You know, it's like that if you're a breeder, you'd much rather share your strains with someone who's going to drive more attention to you, mm -hmm. you know, and put your name on the bag and make people care about you as a breeder because that creates a market for all of your other strains as well. And I think that Cookies started that. We've certainly always had that approach and we've learned from Cookies how to communicate that better and how to articulate that. So, do you think corporate America can come in and replicate the Budweiser to become, uh, you know, it's not very good beer in my opinion, sure. but a lot of people drink it. So I, if you're this this high end thing, yep. um, what, what is that going to look like, you know, in the big competition? I would argue that it's a great thing for all of us. All and right. I think it's because what it will provide is access to people at all different levels, right? I, I place a high value on cannabis. I'll pay a premium for good cannabis. And to me, that's an important piece. A lot of people don't have that understanding of the plant and don't place that premium. They might get into it at a lower price point or they might not be able to spend as much money. So I think that corporate cannabis and standardizing it and, and looking forward to the day when you can go into a bodega in New York and buy a five pack of joints for 12 bucks, I think that's a great thing. It won't be ours, but we've found that as markets, you know, Colorado was the first recreational market. We found as the market matures, consumer tastes mature too. And they become more educated and demand for, I mean, right now, it's, a, it's this is the worst time of year from a wholesale perspective in the state of Colorado. We, we're doing very well. Is that and, because it's pre-harvest? Yeah, it's, it's Croptober, so you got there's a lot of product that kind of comes in and it happens across all markets. But what we've found is that on the top shelf, you don't see that as much because people are going for a certain specific product. They're not just looking for the cheapest weed. And I think that when corporate cannabis comes in and makes this more accessible, that's good for us. It opens up, it makes people accept this a little bit more for what it is and, and it, it demystifies it. I think it gives people who don't have access to it access, which is great. And I think at some point they might trade up. I know that, you know, you buy a Bud Light or a Coors Light at a football game, that's fun. Still wanna, it doesn't mean you don't buy a, a great, you know, IPA when you're, when you're barbecuing with your buddies. And I think that spreading that access is a good thing for all of us. Mm -hmm. uh, are you looking to, um to uh, expand out of Colorado at all? Yeah. You're looking yeah, for strategic partnerships to take on your SOPs or what? No, be, with, with quality being such an important part of what we do, we've always focused on company-owned assets. So we are in the process of a fundraise right now, just actually getting started uh, with eyes on a couple of states. So it's going to be a matter of how the money comes in and what our partners are going to prioritize. But we have our eyes on the West Coast. We have our eyes on a couple of places in the East Coast. You know, for our brand, we feel that it's probably going to be best to follow a microbrew style model where you might try and set regional 
pubs that service areas. You know, for us, one thing that's important is not just the quality of cannabis, we're a big part of our community. We're involved, we, we participate with charities, we do collaborations with artists, and it's tough to do that across the whole country. So I think when we do expand, we want to be a part of the fabric of wherever we're going. And it's for us, it's less about producing as much as we possibly can, and it's producing a lot of great, and, and hopefully growing very organically that way. So for our investor audience uh, in India, um, there's a lot of entrepreneurs with that market. Uh, we've got some investors in, in North America and, and South America, Europe. Uh, for anyone who's interested in finding out maybe more about you, how they can um, hire you or, or work with you, uh, as well as just kind of find out more about your company. Sure. Where are you at and, and how can they get a hold of you? So VeritasCannabis.com is the best place. We've got a great website. It's got a tremendous amount of information about products, what we're putting out, where it's located, what our process is. There's an investment inquiry there as well. Um, our banker is out of New York. It's Wavecrest Financial. So it's a, it's a great guy. Charles Womack is his name. If anybody's in the financial community and they're interested, uh, we're actively engaged in a fundraise right now, like I said, for this expansion. So. All right. Man's looking for money. Uh, Hit him up. All right, let's with all that, make some money together. I want to thank my guest, John Spadafora. He's with Veritas High Cannabis. Uh, thanks for being on the Talking yeah, Hedge. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is the Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. <laughs> don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, this is Cheryl Murray Powell Esquire, and I'm the host of the Terps in the City podcast. I am a cannabis agricultural dietary supplement and trade attorney. I'm also a hemp farmer, and I've been recently named to the list of High Times Magazine's top 100 influencers in cannabis. I'm inviting you to follow me along my journey as I move back to New York to support the adult use market there. You're going to get a chance to listen to conversations with some of my friends along the way. I look forward to seeing you at Terps in the City.